friends, and welcome back to A Letter to the Theater. I just want to say this is the first episode I'm doing post the hard launch I did on my socials to finally share this with my audience. And I just want to start by saying thank you all so much for the feedback and the comments and the support that you have sent my way since launching this podcast. I have just loved hearing how it's resonated with some of you and how you've just felt it. It was just meant to be about feeling and resonating and connecting with people. And I'm so glad it's doing that. And I am just so happy you're here. And I'm so happy we can talk. Today's episode is going to be a bit of a heavier discussion and topic. It just needs to be because of the content matter. But I'm just putting that warning out there in case if you're looking for something light to listen to right now, this is probably not that. Today, we're going to be talking about the acting technique that can very quickly go from something safe to something dangerous. We are talking about method acting. If this is your first time here listening to the podcast, hi, I'm Zoe, and I love theater, and I performed for quite some time, and I'm now using this podcast as an outlet to talk about it, and more specifically to talk about some of the parts of it that we don't really discuss as heavily. So, what is method acting? Let's start there. The concepts and foundations of what is known today as method acting were coined by Stanislavski, who was a Russian theater practitioner. A lot of people today associate this technique with famous actors who have gone to intense extremes in order to fully embody a role. Today, a lot of people talk about Alan Rickman, who played Snape in the Harry Potter franchise. A lot of people talk about how intensely he was engaged with the role to the point where he was walking around set in character and the children actors were frightened because he just seemed so like Snape even when the cameras were not rolling. Another example you may have heard about is Austin Butler, who previously starred in the Elvis movie as Elvis Presley. I love Austin Butler. If you're, if you're familiar with me, I have mentioned this a few times. I was obsessed with that movie for a hot minute. He was hospitalized post-filming because his body just kind of shut down after doing the role and he had so much, so much exhaustion. Another example that has been kind of theorized about is Heath Ledger when he played the Joker in The Dark Knight and following that there was his death. And a lot of people speculate that the method acting that he put into the role, the way he fully embodied the role, he just could not remove himself from it afterwards. So let's get a definition for this, this technique of acting. I found this one from the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute found at strasberg.edu, and it says... The method trains actors to use their physical, mental, and emotional self in the creation of a character, and stresses the way in which personal experience can fire the actor's imagination. Method acting is about realism, and it's about really putting yourself in the situation to create a real and believable emotional response, something that people see on stage and it feels authentic and raw. Today, it can even involve pulling from one's own past and experiences and feelings in order to deepen the authenticity of an acting performance. I feel like there should be a lot of red flags with what I just said. When used in this manner, when pulling from someone's own past and experiences and trauma in order to play a role, 
This can quickly turn dangerous because then once leaving the role, actors have a harder time separating the emotions they felt in character from daily life because they were emotions that the person had felt a long time ago. So that's background on what method acting is. And I'm now going to go into my experience with method acting and how it became one of the hardest theater experiences of my life. I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but growing up, like, I always, I felt things very deeply. One of the things that drew me to theater, I was just good at feeling the emotions of others. I was just an emotional person and very sensitive to the emotions of those around me. In terms of, like, acting techniques, I always considered myself to be a person who used a little bit of method and a little bit of Meisner, which if you're not familiar with Meisner, Meisner is all about focus on the genuine reaction in real time. Those two just always worked the best for me, and I never thought you should, like, stick to, like, one technique of acting and be like, this is the one I use. I just, I found that it was easy to use both in different ways, different scenes, just to get the best performance that I could. And when it came to a role that was bigger and in a more comedic setting, I would just go to character acting, which focuses more on building from the physicality of the character and going on from that. If you've ever done that exercise when you walk back and forth in character in order to get in character and start to feel their thoughts, that's what I consider kind of character, because you start from basing off of the character's physicalities and how they move and go about their day. For the most part, method always worked fairly well for me, and especially mixing it with a little bit of Meisner, just having a little bit here and there, I wasn't using it to such an extreme before. And I remember there would be times, like, I'd come off stage after doing, like, certain scenes, and I'd feel like crying, but, like, in a good way. Like, the character would still be on me for a few minutes afterwards, and it would, as it would slowly slip away, I would feel fine. It was like shedding a jacket. But then there was the show I did that really changed that, when it became that I could not shake it as I did before. So this was my junior year of high school. It was in the very depths of the COVID era. Things were still very weird. I know that time was so difficult for a lot of students. Another thing I think we don't talk about enough, like just because I had to do like the hybrid schooling. I was even remote for a little bit. And it was just, it felt like things were so entirely out of our control. And especially as a young person, it just, we didn't know what the future would look like. And, you know, we were, I was going through high school, which is something that everyone talks about as being such an iconic time of your life, I guess, with so many moments that you're meant to remember for a while. And I just felt like I was losing so much of it. COVID was a rough time for me, honestly. I think in the beginning I was okay, like the first quarantine. But then when it got into that point where it was like, things weren't normal, but they weren't like completely weird like they had been. It was just that odd in-between kind of state, and we were all very skeptical of what was going on, and there was just lots of confusion and lots of restrictment and lots of time alone. I think that's when my, my mental health was just kind of, it was not the best. I, I don't think I was the best at all during those years. I think I was going through some stuff, but a lot of people were. So I auditioned for this one act, and it was... An original piece 
and the leading character was a girl with schizophrenia. So a majority of the show was about the girl and the voices she would hear that would tell her different things. It was a very heavy show, and obviously that's a very heavy topic. But being who I was, someone who is very ambitious and it was always trying to like do the next thing and be greater than they were last time, I wanted to audition for this and I was excited by the challenge of it. And I just thought like if I auditioned for this role, the leading girl, I was like, I think I can play this well and I think I can do what I need to do and I want to I wanna be the one to tell this. And as I'm telling this too, I just want to say the director and all the people involved with this were the kindest people. They were very nice and very supportive of everything. So I ended up getting the role and I was very excited. I, I liked the challenge. I, you know, I needed something to do. <laughs> it seemed like it was coming at a great time when I needed to really put my mind to something. And then there was the first read through of the script and I kind of realized then, like, the real weight of this. Because there were a lot of very dark moments in the show. It was a lot of my character crying and being upset and going through this torment and inner turmoil. From the beginning, too, I had, a, like, a little bit of a fear about doing some scenes just because they were so intense and it was, like, nothing I had done before. So then we started rehearsals and... I, in the beginning, I was fine with it. I was excited and it was great. But then I don't even know when the shift really happened. But there just came a point where I could just start to feel the anxiety starting to build about this whole thing. Just because I had to get in such a dark headspace to do the role and to be on stage in this kind of production. And I was using method acting for this. I remember for the scenes where I had to get very upset, I would think about things in the past that had hurt me. Like I was just pulling from my own memories and my own experiences in order to get tears, in order to just get a more authentic feel because I was like, this is an important story. I need to tell it well. And if I'm going to do that, it needs to feel real and raw. A few weeks into doing this, it just started to build up a lot physically inside of me. Like, I was just, I felt like I was carrying more of those negative emotions off stage than I would have for any other role. My character, too, had this physical tick in um, her shoulder where it would, like, she'd kind of, like, lift it and it would just tense up when she was in situations where she was very stressed and anxious. And I slowly started to notice that the this tick was translating into my daily life. Like, I felt like I had this knot of tension building in my shoulder. And that was, that was freaky. <laughs> and so all this anxiety was building. And then it really showed at this one rehearsal. We were doing this scene with my character in the bathroom. And the voices were body shaming her and calling her very mean things and obviously it was me on stage in a vulnerable kind of position and we were running the scene and one minute I was fine and I was just being the character and the next minute I just started sobbing like I don't even think it was in the script to cry I just started crying 
And granted, I had cried for acting before. I remember I took this one screen acting class and I had to sit in front of the class and cry. Like I had to like, listen to sad music until I could get the tears for a scene. And I did it and I could cry sometimes for shows if I really tried. But this was just, this was different. This was just like a body gut reaction. And it was not something I was trying to do in the moment. I just started crying. And we continued the scene, and I think everyone just thought I was really into it. And and people were probably like, wow, she's she's really getting into it for this rehearsal. But then afterwards, I just like, I was like, can I take five minutes? And I had to just breathe and get myself to stop crying. People in the cast came up to me, though. Again, the people here were the kindest. This was a thing I was doing to myself. And the people in the cast were, you know, calming me down and they were saying, oh, you did a great job. And people were telling me ways that I could, you know, give myself some positivity during this production. Like, people were trying to give me ways I could keep a positive mindset while doing this show. And I wanted to listen to their words and think that I could find a way to do this show in a healthy manner. But I just, the more I thought about it, the more I realized I couldn't do that to myself anymore. I just, I could not do something that was affecting me off stage in such a way and just becoming a burden on me and making me so upset. I think mixing the fact that I was stressed about the show with the fact that my mental health was already bad from everything with COVID, I was just kind of all over the place mentally and I just really did not feel okay at all. I remember there was a moment I was talking to my mom during this whole time and I forget how the conversation started but I remember one time she said to me, you just don't seem as happy as you used to be and that really hit me. It is very different in my opinion when you notice something in yourself that you're not feeling right, but for someone else to tell you that they can tell you're not doing okay, it just has always hit me differently. And so I did end up pulling out of the show. I just explained, I was, I, I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's really impacting my mental health and I don't feel okay doing it anymore. And I remember I felt such intense guilt about it. I felt like I was letting people down. I felt like I was breaking a promise to myself. I felt like I was betraying myself in the way that I was always one to fully commit to stuff and pull through, specifically in theater. Theater was something I was always so ambitious about. I just, I felt like I was doing the wrong thing for a bit. But everyone was understanding, and I did not do the role. But looking back on this entire experience, which it was something that really kind of changed my relationship with theater because theater had always been something that had healed me and that brought me a lot of joy. And for it to now be something that was just hurting me and bringing me so much sadness and just becoming a burden and a source of anxiety, I just didn't know what to think of it after that. And another thing I noticed too is that when I was, you know, crying in rehearsal because I was so 
clearly in such a bad headspace during this entire thing. No one ever suggested, maybe you shouldn't be doing this, or maybe you should put yourself first. No one said anything close to that, except a few people I had talked to outside of the production and explained the situation, but no one, no one in the show said that. I had even talked to my drama teacher about the whole thing when I was thinking about dropping out of it, and she even said, I, I could notice that you were, like, not okay and that you were really, like, getting into this, but again, no one said anything. It wasn't until I reached out and said something that people agreed it was the best choice, but had I not, I probably would have gone through with it, and I don't think anyone would have seen anything wrong with that. We really preach to those who commit to their roles and take them this intensely, and what do they get out of that? We give them awards, we give them good reviews, we praise them, we put them on a pedestal. We preach about giving it all to the craft, but what happens when it becomes so self-sacrificing of oneself? And why do we even let it go to that? Is that just really worth it? And I feel like we're still gonna see that going forward. Because, you know, we have these award shows and all we have all this praise for those who commit this much, who really give themselves over. It becomes almost like a goal. But I think it is such a thin line between where this is healthy and where this is not healthy. And it is so easy for it to cross from one into the other. I just don't think people should do this to themselves. And of course, I am someone who loves the art. I am someone who is so passionate about the art, who thinks it is something so incredible. But I think we are really wrong in the regard when we say that someone should give their entire self over to a role. I don't think it's worth it. I am so glad that mental health is becoming a bigger topic in our community and society, and it's just something we take more into account in today's world, in whatever, in jobs, in hobbies, in the classroom, in the workspace, everywhere, and I think the theater should be no exception. I think I've made amends with myself in the aspect that I now completely realize that it is not worth it to continue with something if it is hurting you so drastically and if it is bringing you unhappiness and if it feels like a weight on your shoulder. You just do not need that. And I was 17. I did not need to be feeling all that when I was already going through such a hard time. It just, it really changed how I viewed theater and the way we praise good theater. I implore you as well to be careful in the headspace you create for yourself with a role and to make sure that it has its limits and its guidelines and its rules. I think that is the only way to safely participate in this art, to set boundaries and to remember what is most important, which is your well-being and it's you. It's not your character. It's you. This was definitely a more serious episode, but it was something that I knew when making this I had to talk about. 
because it's something I have not heard been talked about. And I think if I would have had someone who had been through something similar to me during the time I was dealing with this, I think I would have found a lot of guidance and a lot of clarity on what to do. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, a rest of your week, and I will see you for the next episode, which will be more light than this one. You are valued, and you are loved.